Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. The Colorado Avalanche and Woodland Stanley Cup, Raymond Barr, a dream has come true. Feature the head, McKinnon racing, it shoots, and scores! Nathan McKinnon! Strength and a chance, Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, Christian, it's finally over. We did it, dude. We made it. It's over. Regular season. It's done. It's in the books. All 82 games are done, and the playoffs are just around the corner. And believe it or not, we actually do have an opponent, because I wasn't sure if we were ever going to get one. It changed like three times last night, dude. It changed 50 times, it felt like, over the last month. And how right we were that it was going to come down not to the last day, but literally to the final period to find out who we were playing. Final seconds. Cause it, it was, it, it looked like at probably gosh, right after the game against the wild, it looked like uh, it was going to be uh, Nashville. And then Nashville goes up for nothing on the Arizona mm-hmm. Coyotes. You're like, okay, it's Dallas. And then Nashville has probably like, that's an embarrassing collapse. You cannot, in a must-win game to avoid the Avalanche, you give up a 4 nothing lead to the Coyotes and you lose 5-4, that's, that's a debilitating loss for them. Like, yeah. it, it truly is. Absolutely. That's a loss that's, like, you've got to go into Colorado and put on some perfect performances in order to wipe that out. So we do have our opponent. Didn't seem like it was going to be this way going into the, the second period of the final game of the season, but it is the Nashville Predators playing the Colorado Avalanche in round one. It looked like for just about all of Friday, it was going to be Dallas going into the last day. And since Dallas blew that game to Arizona, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, two games in a row for the wildcard teams for Arizona. So what needed to happen is Dallas needed to beat Anaheim just straight up. Didn't matter if it was in regulation or not. And Nashville just needed a point in order to clinch anything. So Dallas needed to win and needed Nashville to lose. 
Nashville just needed a point in order to get into the first wild card. So what ends up happening is in the Dallas and Anaheim game, they go back and forth for a little while. It's 2-2 going into the third period. Both Gibson and Stolars leave the game, and an emergency backup goalie comes in for the Ducks with massive playoff implications on the line. And the Ducks play great. They only allow three shots on them. One of them is on a power play, goes right through them, holds up as the game-winning goal, stars win. That alone's kind of wild, that playoff implications come down to the emergency goalie because it was not out of the question that the Ducks were going to win that game. They were playing quite well. And then you go to Nashville. At that point, by the time the Dallas game ends and Dallas wins, it's already 4 nothing for Nashville. So we're looking at that. You can look at the, the podcast Twitter account where I tweet out, okay, so barring Arizona scoring five unanswered goals in regulation, we know our opponent, and it's Dallas. Um. Lo and behold, it happened. That's, that's exactly what happened. Arizona storms back in one of the craziest comebacks I have seen this season and wins it five to four in regulation. Nashville does not even get a point out of having a four nothing lead and totally flips the wild card on its head. Dallas gets Calgary and Nashville. Now, once they recover from their choke, has to breathe the much thinner Denver air. So funny, dude. Like I, I was just like you. I did not want to stay up late watching that game because it truly was a bad game. Like it, it was. I did not want to watch that game. I thought when the when the Preds went up four nothing, I turned on my video game and I was like, oh, I'll just play. And then I saw Arizona scored once. Okay, they scored twice. They scored three. It's four three going into second intermission. You're like, okay, all right. I'll actually pause my game, watch the rest of this. And then Arizona in the third period, you would think. Nashville would maybe, maybe try a little bit harder. No, they coasted their way through that third period too. And credit to Arizona in their final game in Hilla River Arena gets a win, ends the season on two, three goal plus comebacks, and sends the the fans out there with a win in Glendale. Like I, I did not expect that at all, at all. And here we are, Abs get Nashville in round one. And we're going to do a full playoff preview uh, with, uh, remind me his name, Griffin. I'm blanking on his name. Chad Minton of the Catfish on Ice podcast. Him and Rich Howe are going to be on here next episode, which we'll, we will be recording tomorrow, which we'll be releasing either late tomorrow night or early Monday morning for a full in-depth playoff preview of us playing Nashville. But can Christian keep on going? Yeah, we're going to be breaking that down. I'm super excited. Um we were just talking a little bit off air and we got the playoff juices flowing, talking about our brackets, uh, which by the way, Griffin tweeted out a link for the NHL bracket challenge uh, on the Teledavs Twitter page. Make sure you go check it out. Get in. There's about 10 people in there right now. So we're super excited about it. There may be a prize. We, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but, I, I literally, uh, I literally made this while I was running the scoreboard for my college lacrosse game. So I didn't think that far ahead yet. So yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll figure all that out. We'll figure out something, but make sure you get your entries in. I think the latest you can get them in is Monday at two mountain. Time. You can, you can get them in. You can make your bracket until the puck drops on Carolina and Boston, but you can, I think join leagues at any time. So okay, as long good. as you make a bracket, you can join at any time. Yeah. So make sure you get in. Um, we're super excited to do that. Uh, me and Griffin have pretty similar brackets. 
Pretty similar. We haven't really compared them yet. We'll compare them when we get to our series predictions later in the yeah. episode. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have very similar brackets right now, which makes me think, oh, we're going to be in for a tough first. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it always goes. Just like the way with March Madness, you think it's going to go one way and it goes the complete opposite direction. So uh, to counter that, I made a bracket today that was purely based on coin flips. And I'm going to be competing against, uh, I have it right here, this, this penny from 1977 and the picks that it made. And I'm very concerned. You can check out this video on my Twitter account at G Young Shot. And I know I'm actually producing content <laughs> on my Twitter account for once. Very rare. Once in a blue moon. Enjoy it. But you can watch the video where I f- literally flip a penny and make picks based off of that. And I'm going to be directly competing with this for the entire playoffs. And I'm very concerned because it made very like reasonable picks. for oh, the moment. It's not crazy. They no, aren't crazy picks. They're not crazy picks. The, it's craziest pick was Dallas over Calgary. That'd be hilarious if that happened. They're like something crazy is going to happen. And it had Tampa Bay three-peating, which is very likely. So uh, my hockey expertise is uh, being challenged right now by a piece of copper. So we'll see. I, I, I didn't hate it when you sent it out. I was like, that is not a bad bracket. I know, at all. Exactly. It's really not that dissimilar from mine, but it's it kind of takes into account the, the chaos of the playoffs, which mine yeah. doesn't. I'd agree with that, but it, it's going to be fun. Um, I simply cannot wait until uh, Monday night. Two days without hockey right now just seems. That's only one. We got we got the big Seattle Winnipeg game. Oh Jesus! Monday. Yeah, I'm pumped for that one, man. Um, God, I can't believe they're making them play that. Remember when wasn't it last year that they were still playing regular season games when the oh, playoffs yes. completed? Yeah. Oh yes the 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 Canadian playoffs. They went into like the second day of the playoffs where we I. They had games at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and then they yeah. had like Caps and Bruins. And the, but it was like meaningless games. It was like Vancouver and Calgary. Yeah, because Vancouver had that big COVID outbreak. But uh, yeah, we have that game on Sunday, which, God, I, it may actually be very tuned in to just because it's the only thing on. Yeah, it's but, at 2 o'clock. Yeah, but uh, I am, cannot wait for Monday. I tweeted about this last night. The abs could not have gotten a worse draw for me on a personal level. Um, it's not good. really funny yeah it, it's it's crazy uh so if you haven't been following me on twitter uh i went through a little bit of a mini meltdown last night because the apps start on tuesday not a big deal tuesday i can live with thursday is my anniversary with my girlfriend um luckily she is great she is very understanding she's let me go to the game we're gonna go to dinner on friday so i got out of thursday right and then we go into saturday my sister who's been with me to a majority of the games this year is graduating college at 1230. Griffin, can you tell the fans what, what time puck drop is for the game on Saturday? Uh, if you don't know off the top of your head, I can tell you. It's 2.30. 2.30 mountain time. Yeah. So, it's 4.30 for me. But yeah, but um, yeah, I'm going to be in a college graduation for hopefully not the entire first period, but vastly majority of the first period. Um, and that's just my week. So personally, I am dreading not the games, but just the activities before to get to the games are going to be very important life events and <laughs> the abs playoffs, which are just their own entity of craziness that I will go through. Yeah. I mean, for both of us, like literally if you, if we made a checklist of, okay, we don't want this to happen when the schedule released, I think it literally hit every single one, every single one. Cause not only that, because the abs and the caps play on the same day, which for me, not fun at no, all. That's, like, that's I, a hell. 
six yeah. plus hours of playoff hockey where you have to be glued onto the TV. That sounds like hell, dude. I don't know how you're going to do it. I, I guess I'll find out. I mean, I, I remember last episode I was debating which would be worse. This is worse. This, this is, is so much, this I told is, you it was going to be worse. Man. This is so much worse. I'd rather just do, I know I have one game a night. Now you're going to have to go two games a night. You're going to have to mentally prepare. There's going to be overlaps. Like imagine yeah. if the Caps go to like a double OT and I have that on here and I'm watching the abs on the, the laptop and I got to switch. But like, it's not going to be like, which jersey am I wearing? Like, do I just it's rip, not do even I what rip one and a half wearing. and wear both? If it's an overtime, your eyes are going to be glued to a Caps game in overtime because that's way more pressing than the first period of an, a game. Yes, that, that's exactly it. And uh, I'm kind of thinking now, like, do I like find a, a tailor who can like split my Burakovsky jerseys in half and just like that'd be a sick jersey, honestly. Together? That'd be a sick jersey. It'd be good for my brand at least, and at least yeah. he walks. But ah, uh, man, it's yeah, not great. Plus, every like it's May for me now, so semester coming finals. to uh, ahead, finals, essays, class. And uh, life schedule is not really helping with that either. So we're still going to do episodes after every single game. But uh, please, please know that these are not going to be easy. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to be easy. We're going to have a blast doing them. I can't wait for it. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know what I did to Gary Bettman for him to just put this vendetta on me to start the playoffs this week. But uh, here we are. Um, And I, I. Monday is going to be great. What games are on Monday, Griffin? I'm forgetting what games are on Monday. Boston, uh, Carolina. Yeah, that's the first one. We got Toronto, Tampa. We've got uh, the other two versus three. We, we have Minnesota and St. Louis, right? Yes, and L.A. and Edmonton. On All right, so it's a good day. It's a good day. What series do we want to go with first? So do, do we want to do our series predictions now, just all of them? Do we want to do predictions and break it down? Just for the whole series? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, why not? Right. We're already Let's here, right? Let's start in the east so we, we can do, get do we that. even want to talk about the wild game like at all? Uh the abs lost to the wild uh four to one in a game where Curtis McDermott cut a knee penalty uh out for he got a game misconduct. There were so many penalties. Uh, um there had to be like 12 separate penalties yeah. called, right? Nazem Kadri scored. That's about it for the abs. I honestly thought they played well considering all the pieces that were out and the most important part, no one got hurt. So I consider that a win. Yep. The Avalanche are going to be fully healthy for game one. And as Peter Bob put it, the, the abs lost four to one, but no one got hurt. And now they're going to be fully healthy. So the abs won. Yeah, we win. Yeah. So there's not I, much I, else to talk about that game. Um, that knee penalty on Curtis McDermott. I, I get the call. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but it, it's, it's okay. I, yeah, it's. If there was one player to get suspended, if it was Curtis McDermott, it, it'd be okay. Ah, uh, no, 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 don't yeah. suspend Curtis McDermott. Like, no, like, <laughs> don't. That, do that was it. Um, but I, I really thought the Avs played well considering yeah, the considering route. the situation and not like the Wild played like their lives were on the line, and yet we kind of were. It kind of were like home ice was on the line for them. And I felt like we still kind of outplayed them to an extent, yeah. which I, I thought was very funny. After the first period, I thought the abs were the better team without question. What, and who would we not? We didn't have McKinnon. We didn't have McCarr. We didn't have Taze. Still didn't Nichushkin. have Landeskog. No Nachushkin. No Byram. No Byram. Wow. Like, there's a ton. That, that, just shows you, that just shows you who we're missing. Um, but what I did like, the one thing I'm going to take away from that game, I thought the PK was fantastic. The penalty kill was 
unreal. Did not allow a power play goal. They had a five on three for an extended period of time. And a major. Five minute major. Like the PK was great. Um, and after Frankie allowed a couple softies to start the game, I thought he was rock solid since yeah. then. So I Perfect. still feel good if, if tragedy happens with Darcy Kemper and he gets hurt in the playoffs. I still feel good with Frankie going in there. I would agree. The first one sucked. Second one, not much she can do. Third one's a fluke. Fourth one's empty net. Who cares? Yeah. Like so, I, I thought the Avs played well considering the situation. They were, they were never going to win this game. I no. couldn't believe people were upset about this. And like all oh, the abs, they finished the season. What was it? One, five, and one. Yeah. Their, like, well, you can also go to the end of the start of the month and say 10, five, and one. Yeah. April. Like, like we can do this game all day. Like, where do where do we start the oh, they're cold and like, oh, the they've actually won a ton of games. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the two games that they were healthy for, they went one oh and one. Right. It, like where everyone was playing. So I feel great. I have no no fear going into the playoffs. You're adding back your emotional leader in Gabriel Landeskog. Like, this is be the first season. time all season we're healthy for yeah. game one. Now we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, if it lasts if the, a game, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Like, the, but the fact that it's going to start healthy is a, at least a positive sign. Big time positive. So I got nothing else to take away from this game. It, do, it doesn't matter. Give Minnesota their home ice because they're going to need it, as we'll talk about here in our. Our playoff previews. Oh, well, one more thing about the wild game. Tyson Joe scored, and that was kind of – that hurt me a little bit. That was probably the the easiest prediction ever. Yeah. He was he was absolutely scoring in this game. Yeah, he was absolutely scoring, and it shouldn't have been a goal because they got away with blatant interference. <laughs> you can't do that. It's a yeah. literal pick. But. Yeah. but regardless, that's all I had. Yeah. So that's all we've got for this one. But I kind of wanted to take this episode because we've got more content coming before game one. But this episode, I wanted to focus on making our series by series predictions. We're going to save the abs for last on this one, cover it briefly and jump fully into it with Chad and Rich with the Catfish on Ice podcast next episode and do a full hour long preview on the series. But we're going to start in the Eastern Conference this time. And Christian... Let's start for me on the other side of the coin with Florida and Washington. I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. So I've become more and more of a Washington Capitals fan since we started doing the show. Uh, I think Alex, Alex Ovechkin is one of the most likable superstars in the NHL today. Uh, that video of him taunting New York fans was hilarious last night. Um, I think the Caps have more of a chance than people are giving them. Um, it's just going to be for the caps. Do you have a goaltender who can make a save? No, I don't think so. I don't disagree with you. Um, the Panthers are the president trophy winners. They're a good team, arguably one of the best in the East. I see this going as a joke. I said, seven games in the bracket, just out of respect to you with Florida winning it. But in all actuality, I think it's, if it goes five, I'll be shocked. I think that's fair enough, honestly. I mean, coming into this series, the Caps are cold. They needed to win some games coming in here in order to sneak into the third spot in the Metro. They couldn't do that at all. And they, oh, they were missing Ovi for a majority of them. Okay, but they played like shit in yeah. all these games. They played the Islanders twice, uh, got destroyed a grand total of nine to two in those two, in that home and home. And lost 3-2 to the Rangers in a game that I'm not taking much stock in. They played better in it, just got edged out. But it's not fun to go into it on 
especially for a team like Washington, who just had something to play for. The fact of the matter is the Caps don't have a goalie that you can rely on to make saves against a, a mediocre team. You're going up against the Florida Panthers and the Florida Panthers have the best and deepest offense in the NHL. However, the Caps are historically the best eighth seed we've ever seen. I think this is the only time ever an eighth seed has finished with over a hundred points. All eight teams in the East have had a hundred points at least. So that at least says something about them. And the caps are not going to be pushovers in this series. The caps have been to the playoffs all but two years in the OV era. And the first time they didn't make the playoffs was his rookie season. Since then they've only missed once. They know how to do this dance and Florida hasn't won a round since 1996. That counts for something. If the Capitals, the by the way, the best road team in the NHL can go into Florida and steal a game and make the other one close and come home and make it interesting on their home ice, we've got a series here. However, I would just be straight up biased if I predict the Capitals to win this series. The, the Panthers have the edge everywhere. Ovechkin is good for three to four goals a series but that's not going to be enough here. Backstrom is just not the player he used to be. Kuznetsov could be a game breaker here. Now people point out the, the Florida Panthers defense isn't great. Ekblad's better than Carlson. They're adding Ekblad back too. They're getting Ekblad back. And their defense is deeper than the Caps is. I think this is going to be a fun series because the Capitals do not die peacefully. They don't. I've watched this team forever. They will get my hopes up. They will have close games and they will lose them. This series will have probably three games go to overtime. And I say the Panthers win in six. That's brutal. I don't wish that upon my worst enemy. Oh, I don't um, even wish it. It's, it's simply what is going to happen. No yeah. team has gone to overtime in the first round more than the Capitals over the years. It happens every time since 2017, when they played the Leafs, five of six games went to OT next year against Columbus three of six games went to overtime and then, or was it four? doesn't matter. Then in 2019, they had two go to overtime against the hurricane, including game seven that they lost then one in five gaming games against the Islanders. And then the next year they had the first three games against Boston, go to OT. They're going to make these games close, but that doesn't mean they're going to win them. They will torture me as much as they can. They will, but I, I don't know, man. I, we talk about Washington's goaltending. Florida's goaltending isn't much better. Like we're forgetting how bad Bobrovsky was last year against Tampa Bay. Which is true, but he ha he's had his stretches this season where he hasn't been great, but he finished the season strong and you can rely on him more than you can rely on either Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek. By the way, it needs to be Vanacek. If Samsonov's in, it's done. I agree. I mean, it's, we've watched a lot of Caps games this year. Um, if they play like they did against the abs, when they came to Colorado, they could win the cup, but they I've seen them play that way once all me year, too. literally once yeah. they have not done that enough ever for me to say they're, this team is going to beat the Florida Panthers four of seven times. They might have two games where they look brilliant. They're not going to do it four times. It's painful to say, cause I love this team. Sometimes I don't, but they don't have the capacity to win this series. They haven't shown me anything of the yeah, sort. I, I agree. I, 
you could talk me into this game, the series going seven, and you could talk me into it being a sweep for Florida. Yeah. Same right. thing. I said, I said the same thing about the Caps coming into the season. You could talk me into them winning the division. You could talk me into them missing the playoffs. They finished as second wild card. And they didn't address their weaknesses at the deadline. And it cost them. They've been much better since March, even with their cold end of the season. I think they're at least like the fourth or third best team in the league. Might have been better if you got a different draw. But Florida is very good. And you don't. Very, very good. And you could have avoided them, like you said, if they would have won a couple more games to end the year. Um but I, I, I'm going to go with Florida. Um, I have it in the bracket as in seven, just because it's funny. And if I lose because of that, so be it. But it's tiebreaker I, stuff. It doesn't yeah, matter. I do think it's Florida. Like I, if you play the series a hundred times, I think the Caps win once. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I'd, 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 I'd say they win nine out of ten times. Florida does. Okay, fair. That's a better way to put it. But uh, I just. I'm hoping for your sake that the Caps win it, but I just can't talk myself into it. Yeah, as I cannot in good faith say the Caps are going to win without being biased. They're, they might. It's not impossible. It wouldn't be the biggest upset to ever happen, but it's, it'd be shocking. I'd, it'd be pretty shocking. So Watch Vitek Vanacek become like a top five goalie in the world in this series. It's possible. Crazier things have happened. I don't think it's going to be Sammy, so. Yeah. Regardless, we're both in agreement on the Panthers. I have them in six. You have them in seven. seven. Yeah. So Panthers move on. Let's stay in the Atlantic division. This to me is one of the more interesting series of the first round, the Toronto Maple Leafs against the defending back-to-back champs in Tampa Bay. Christian, what do you got? So this is by far the first round series that I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, it is a clash of two Titans. I, I think it's a, We've talked about the playoff format forever. It's a joke that these two teams are facing off in the first round. Oh, it gets worse later. Yeah, because you could make the case that either of these teams could come out of the East. Like, you could, but they're matching up in the first round, so one of them is going to have to go in the first round. I, just judging off of who's in net, you're telling me I can have Andre Vasilevsky, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, without a doubt the number one goalie in the world, against Jack Campbell, who was good last year, not good enough. I I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay and six. Yep. I would agree with that. I mean, when this series first started to shape, I'm like, Oh man, it's going to be it. The Leafs are going to do it. They look great. As I've thought about it more, that's really the, the thing for me is Tampa Bay is still a very, very deep team. You can argue in some levels, they're deeper than the Leafs. And in star power, it's really not that big of a discrepancy. For nope. Austin Matthews, obviously outstanding, 60 goals this season. You can't take that away from him. Marner's been great. Nylander's been strong. Tavares has been strong. On Tampa side, Kucherov, Stamkos, points. Stamkos hitting 100 points this season. Kucherov has been outstanding year over year, especially this year. Braden Point is a playoff animal. Victor Hedman as well. Victor Hedman or Morgan Riley, like, it's not close. Yeah, it's not close. It's Victor Hedman. And this is a tough draw for a Leafs team that needs to win a round because I really think they have the capacity to do it this year if they played Boston or really almost anybody else. Anybody but Tampa. Anybody but Tampa Bay. That's why they needed to beat Montreal last year because it was only going to get harder. Yeah. And Tampa Bay, I feel like Wayne Gretzky said it best on a broadcast is you can't underestimate the heart of a champion and a team that 
genuinely knows how to win, especially a team as good as the Lightning who finished the season hot. I have the Lightning in six. I think that's no, fair. seven. Seven because it's funny. Seven because it's funny. I that would be pure comedy. The NHL world will go on fire if the Leafs lost in seven again on home ice. But I, I, everything you just said, I agree with. Like the star power is not as big of a gap as you think it is. Steven Stamkos had a career year. Nikita Kucherov is healthy for the first time since forever. Who knows when he was healthy? And Braden Point, like you said, he's a playoff performer. He could have won the Con Smite these past two years if it wasn't for Victor Hedman and Andre Vasilevsky. Um, I just think this Lightning team is deeper, adding Nick Paul, Brandon Hagel. Corey Perry, who's a pain in the ass in the playoffs. I like this Tampa Bay roster more than I did this team last year, that Tampa team. I like this roster a little bit more. Uh, Sergachev's a good defenseman. McDonough's a good defenseman. Chernak, even though he gets hurt a lot, he's he's been a reliable defenseman for the Lightning. I just don't see very many scenarios where Toronto wins the series unless Andre Vasilevsky forgets how to play goalie. Yeah, I mean, if the Leafs stars show up, if Austin Matthews is the scoring machine that he was in the regular season, Mitch Marner's the same 100-point machine. But the thing is, the Leafs have to prove that. And this is a tough team to prove it against. You have to prove it, or else you're going home very quickly. Very quickly. And it's not to be fair. Like We talk about playoff performers. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner have not been that. Yeah. They've not. They choked it last year against Montreal. And I don't think they showed up for a single game. Yeah. And the thing is they can show up in this series and can be outstanding and they might lose anyway. Yeah. Tampa Bay is the final boss of the playoffs and the Leafs get them first. Yeah. It's, brutal. It's, it's a brutal draw for them. And it's going to be uh, going to be a difficult off season for the Leafs if they lose this series. Cause I just genuinely, I genuinely think this team is good and they are Stanley cup contenders. But what do you do at a certain point? You're getting the lightning in round one, a team that's coming in hot, has done it against tougher competition, really. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a tough one for the Leafs. I've got the lightning in seven. Yeah, I got lightning in six. Um, it's still going to be a great series. I just, Andre Vasilevsky is so much better than Jack Campbell. It's yeah, just that's the thing too. And it's also like, Eric Schalgren is like, is that even going to be an option for yeah. the Leafs at some point? Like just, it's not even a competition in that Vasilevsky. Like even if Marner and Matthews go toe to toe with Kucherov and Stamkos and Tavares and Pointer head to head difference makers, Vasilevsky, at the end of the day, the Leafs don't have that. Nope, they don't. So I I'm, we're both in agreement on the first two series so far. I imagine it's probably going to stay that way most of the yep. time, but regardless, let's move on to the next one. This one is, also very interesting and one we've seen actually surprisingly quite a bit over the last few years, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins. And before we jump into our predictions, let's talk about how great of a playoff system we have here in the NHL, where the Carolina Hurricanes finish six points ahead of the New York Rangers at the end of the season and face a team with more points than the team that the Rangers are playing in round one. That Sick makes league. no fucking sense. Yeah. Sick league. Yeah. And also, like, you're the Bruins. You're playing Carolina, and you finished ahead of the Penguins in points, and you're playing a tougher opponent than the Penguins are playing. How does that make sense for them either? This is it bullshit doesn't. for both sides. It doesn't. But I, this series, for me, comes down to what is going on with Freddie Anderson. 
is he going to be able to come back and be anything like the Freddie Anderson we saw this year? Or is Antti Ranta even going to be able to come back? Ranta's Ranta's back. Ranta's back. That's the key to this series because you just don't – you can go on both sides. Like Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark have been fantastic this year. Neither of them are playoff proven. Neither of them. So I – this one was tough for me. I am banking on the fact that I've seen Carolina a lot this year. They won the Jennings Trophy. They allowed the fewest goals. I have Carolina in seven. This series is very interesting to me because I talked a couple episodes ago. I was like, oh, the, the, the Hurricanes outscored the Bruins 16 to one in their regular season series. None of those games were close. Uh, I looked into those more. I remember Marshan missed one of those games. I think Bergeron missed one of those games as well. I'm picking Carolina in this series. I have them in six, but I just don't feel good about it for some reason. And, I don't feel good about it either. Like it, it could totally change depending on what the goaltending situation is yeah, for Carolina. Like if, I think I think Anti Ranta is good enough to win a series. I think that's for sure. Him and him and Freddie Anderson haven't been that different in terms of stats. Ranta's been able to hold the fort when he's in for sure. The thing is, like the Bruins, they're going to have Linus Olmark start this series. He ended the season very well, and he has no playoff experience, like you said. But I think for a guy like him, I don't think it matters all that much. I think he's just going to perform either way. I don't know. My bracket just feels too chalky right now. And I'm, I don't know if I'm bold enough to change that pick on the fly live on air. I'm going to stay with the Hurricanes, but it's mainly just because of how much they dominated the Bruins this yeah. season. Like, I usually I don't focus on regular season series, but come on. 16 or was it 17 to one over the it was something like that and then boston's beaten carolina the past two times they've matched up in the playoffs like i i think this is carolina's time to beat them i know it's, it's like, chalk it just feels like a mountain that has to be overcome for them because they might not play the bruins again it's just been very strange circumstances that they've ended up playing them twice already once in the eastern conference final and then the other they played the president's trophy winning bruins who were a four seed in round one like make make sense obviously because of a pandemic so they might not ever see the Bruins again not at least for a long time so this is a mountain that they have to climb as much as I don't like Rod Printemore I think he's whiny he's gonna get the team up for this series and I I think the Hurricanes are gonna win this one I think since Carolina has home ice that's the biggest factor for me yeah I think it's gonna be a very very fun series I wouldn't be surprised to see if Boston won the first game or something like that I'd I think this is going to be a very fun series. This is one I'm looking forward to a lot. Yeah. Monday's games are going to be really fun, but Tuesday's games are going to be even better just because we have personal stakes in it. Um, But this is going to be a good series. I think Carolina, just because they have home ice and just like you said, because they've beaten the shit out of Boston all year. I think Carolina gets it done in seven. I agree with that. I'm going to take the hurricanes in six. That's fair too. I mean, we're right around the pace for the next one. Let's see if we go any different on this last one. I don't think we do. but I don't think we do. But last one of the first round, the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins secure the final spot on the last day. Rangers with home ice. This is an interesting series. It depends on the health of Tristan Jari. But Christian, just keep the pace. Let you go first. Yeah, I... That's the key to me is Tristan Jari going to be back. It doesn't sound like he's going to be Casey DeSmith has been okay in his time with him. Um, but if you're telling me it's Igor Shesterkin against Casey DeSmith, it's Igor Shesterkin hands down. Um, I still, I think Pittsburgh's the better team, 
but they are not better in goal at all. And that goaltending can win you a Stanley Cup. And I don't like the Rangers. I think they're a fraud. I've been saying it all year. I think they could lose in the first round, but this could not have been a better first round matchup for them. It could not have been a better first round matchup for them. I so I've got the Rangers in, I think I said six. This one's interesting because I've been on the, I've been on board with you as like the Rangers as frauds for most of the season. I've kind of come around on them in the last couple of weeks. Ever since the trade deadline, this team has been much better, especially at five on five. Andrew Kopp's been a big help. Like you look at the the head-to-head season-long series, the Penguins have a significant advantage at even strength. But since the deadline, the Rangers have been significantly better, honestly. And they have a significant edge in special team that's really not that close there. And the big X factor in this series is Igor Shesterkin and the health of Tristan Jari. I think the Penguins could have been able to, to draw this series deeper with Tristan Jari, who I think at least would have been able to compete with Igor Shesterkin. But Casey DeSmith, while he's been able to hold his own down the stretch with Jari with the broken foot, this is a tough one. I originally had it Rangers in five. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, but I'm going to go Rangers in six. Yeah. I just, Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad. The Rangers are a surprisingly deep team the more that you look at them. And I know that people are going to roll their eyes, but Gerard Gallant has definitely helped shape this team's identity as well. I know a lot of that's credited to Igor Shesterkin, as it should be, but he's really changed the identity of what the Rangers are. And the Penguins... Ever since they won the cup, they haven't really been able to do much in the playoffs. They they beat a pretty bad Flyers team in round one, lost the Caps, and then got swept by the Islanders, lost in the qualifying round of the Habs, and lost to the Islanders again in round one. Granted, a lot of that was Jari last year, but if it's got to be coming soon for the Penguins, and I just haven't liked how they've looked lately. I feel no, like ever good. I feel like ever since we played them the Penguins have really taken a step back and the Rangers have been the exact opposite at, at, in every game for the Rangers, except the ones against the hurricanes. I've loved how they looked. I thought yeah. they've looked ready to go. This looks like a team to me that might just kind of sneak their way into a deep run. I don't know if that's going to be the case in round two, but it doesn't matter here. I have the Rangers in six games. I'm going to give Crosby and Malkin some credit and say they push this series deeper. Cause that's where the Penguins have the edge. I agree. I, uh, now, Igor Shosturkin is a heart finalist, the runaway Vesna trophy winner. I, he was on my fantasy team. He was great all year. I, I just don't see a situation where the penguins can beat them. I just don't. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see the penguins flip the script and absolutely dominate this series at even strength, especially if playoff calls start to dry up. Because there have been points in the season where the Penguins have looked really, really good. And the Rangers have looked really, really vulnerable. So if special teams starts going away, power plays become less and less, this could get pretty interesting. If Tristan Jari gets healthy quickly, I think that changes the tone of the series as well. But with what I've seen right now, the Rangers in six. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. So we went completely chalk on the East. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, Tampa is technically a lower seed, right? Yeah, true, true. 
but well, I think it doesn't get, doesn't get any better on the rest of my bracket. No, so. I'm going to agree with you too. I, I, I think the reason why I have it that way is we've seen the top teams in the league this year. I think there's a decently sized gap between the top teams and the other playoff teams. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we also thought that last year with, True. because we saw the same teams play each other eight times each. And then none of the top teams in the divisions made it to the final four. It's the playoffs. And all of a sudden Bruins are going to be up three to nothing on Carolina. The Leafs all of a sudden get it all to click at once and the caps turn the clock back to 2018. And we look dumb. That's what make the, that's what makes the playoffs fun. Everyone has the same kind of picks. And then halfway through the first round, everyone's like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah, I agree. Hey everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's right. All you got to do is bet on the Avalanche to win their next game, and you are essentially getting $150 for free. And yes, it really is that simple. And if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for some cold, hard cash because new customers can make their first deposit and play for free with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up the points for goals, assists, saves, and more. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want with no strings attached. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. So do we want to go jump over to the West and do the first round there? Or do we just want to finish the East? We can jump over to the West for now. Right. We'll, we'll end with the, the Central and the Avs. So we'll start yeah. in the Pacific Division in a, in a matchup that I'm kind of disappointed that we got. Obviously, it connects back to the Avs. That's Calgary and Dallas. I really wanted Calgary to play Nashville. I, I can't believe that got taken from us with a 4 nothing blown lead from the Predators. But regardless, this is the series that we have a rematch of 2020 in the bubble where Dallas mounted a pretty serious comeback to beat Calgary in round one in several different games. I just don't think Dallas is very good. No, Dallas is not a good team. They finished with a negative goal differential, man. I think this is a horrible matchup for Dallas this year because Dallas is a one line team granted a very good line. And I think they got matched up with one of the few teams with a significantly better line than theirs in the yep. Calgary top line with Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk going up against... Three 40-goal scorers. Yeah, and going up against Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski. Still a great line. I don't know what Dallas has in this series that can put them over the top. The only way Dallas wins this series is the only way they would have beaten Colorado is if Jake Ottinger stands on his head. Yeah, and he's got to go against Markstrom who I know we've talked about he hasn't been great lately, but I'd trust him more right now than Ottinger. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, this could be, I mean, the Pacific division in general, at least two matchups are two snooze fests in the first round, in my opinion. I, th- I think the, the next one would be pretty interesting, but. Yeah, see, I disagree. But I, I think it's Calgary and five. 
God, can we just stop having the same picks, man? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, this isn't pretty much entertaining podcasting, but I, I, I just don't see it, man. I've watched Dallas. I watched them a shit ton this past month because it looked like who the Avs were playing. They are not a good hockey team. No, like it, it's, they're not. It, it took a Vegas getting injured and losing all of their games, and it took Vancouver having a horrible start. I, I think both of those teams are better than Dallas. Yeah, I do. There's not a bunch of ways you can window dress this to make it seem like Dallas has a chance. This is not Dallas of old. This is not the Dallas that beat the abs in the bubble and not the Dallas even that went up against St. Louis the year before this team kind of sucks. They finished with a negative goal differential and that game against the coyotes to come into the playoffs where they almost blew their opportunity to even get this top wildcard spot and barely survived against the ducks. They got three shots off on the emergency backup goalie and they're not coming into the playoffs particularly hot either. They have not looked good. I think in their last 10 games, what were they at? They were at five, three and two in their last 10 in a must win situations that just doesn't inspire confidence. Maybe Jake Ottinger can turn into something. He showed that against the abs that he has the potential to steal games and every playoff, there's a goalie that just emerges. Maybe that's Jake Ottinger. And I really think that's the only chance that Dallas has here. They need Merrill Heiskanen to evolve into a bona fide top five defenseman, which he has been defensively at least, but offensively he's not. He finished with 36 points and 33 points. This team. Yeah. And they, they need Sagan and Ben back. They need, they need Radulov to not be a fourth liner. Like they yeah, need not be so a healthy much to go right for them. Calgary's feeling it right now. I, I just, I agree. Honestly, I was leaning sweep, but I, I just can't pick sweeps. I always have to give a team credit that they're going to win one game, especially for four straight games. If there is going to be a sweep in the first round, I say it's this one. Honestly, I just, you know, old takes expose me when Dallas wins in six, but I just don't think Dallas has a shot. I mean, we are talking about Calgary, who's notorious for blowing it in the playoffs, but yeah, we've seen that firsthand. Yeah, this is we've almost seen that the same situation. Yeah, I just, I just don't see it, man. Dallas is not a good team. They they're stink. Not. I'll they say really it. They do. stink. They stink. Like we're, we'll talk about Nashville. Nashville's better than Dallas. Oh, honestly. leaps and bounds. But yeah, I agree with that one. Like the, the, that's kind of the the snooze fest series for me. Like that'll be one I just have on TV. And I yeah, like it, it it'll be fun because it's the playoffs. It'll be fun. Let's see the home crowds and everything. I just don't really care about yeah. it. To me, it's at the bottom of my list. Yep, I'd agree. So, so let's move on to the next matchup. One that you think is going to be good. I, I think, think it's going to be interesting. It's not at the top of my list, but I'm I think, interested to see where this one goes. Yeah, I'm interested to see where this one goes. I You can old takes expose me on this one too, because I don't know if there's very many Kings fans out there. I think Edmonton sweeps them. Interesting. Okay. So we got, yeah. we're differing on this a little bit here, yeah. which is the first so far. I got Edmonton. This is the one sweep I feel confident in. Um, L.A., Great story this year. Beat all the teams they were supposed to. Got into the playoffs. Ahead of schedule for where they're at. They're going to be a good team in like two, three years. When Byfield gets going, Turcotte gets going, they get some of these prospects up. This year, I I think Edmonton is legit. We've seen Edmonton play against Colorado. They can play those low-scoring games this year. Um, Mike Smith has been good. Miko Koskinen has been good, too. Um I just think Edmonton's the significantly better team. And I wouldn't be shocked if this is a sweep and Edmonton wins every game by two plus goals. See, I see where you're coming from, 
but I picked Edmonton to sweep Winnipeg last year. Fair. So, You've been burned I, before. I cannot. I picked, I picked Winnipeg last year, so I felt yeah. good about that one. I cannot say that I can pick the Oilers to sweep again. I do think the Oilers are going to win this series. I have them in six. I think the Kings are going to win a couple of games here. I know there's no Drew Doughty, but I think having that experience in the playoffs from guys like Anze Kopitar is going to help. I like Phil Deneau. I think he's going to be an underrated piece in this series, especially going up against the, the Oilers' top line of McDavid and Dreisaitl. He's not going to shut them down completely, but he showed in the playoffs last year with Montreal that he, he can do it against star players in the NHL. So I think the, the Kings are going to win two very, very close games, and the ones the Oilers win, they're going to be clearly the better team. I think you, you got to give room for some crazy shit to happen in the playoffs. And Jonathan Quick has been good this year, I would say, has been great. He's been good. Mike Smith has been fantastic since April. The second star of the month, I believe he was like a 950 in he's the good, month. Man. But the thing with good. Mike Smith is that he might be that now and in game one, plummet through the face of the earth. We have seen it time after time. Mike Smith was great last year in the regular season. You could, you could have maybe on the outskirts thrown him into the Vesna conversation. That's how good he was. Game one sucked. Game two sucked. Game three sucked. Game four sucked. Completely bombed the series for the Oilers. Now we get to this one. Great in April. Is it going to stay that way with them? That's my big question in this series. I think the Oilers get it done. It's a, I'm totally on board with you. I like the way they've played. I think they have been a much improved team since Woodcroft took over. They've gotten production from guys not named McDavid and Drysaddle for once. As terrible a person as Evander Kane is, he has been a great addition for that team. I do not trust their defense at all. I don't think Darnell Nurse is very good. But it's a better team than it was a couple months ago. And if they can't beat the Kings, what are we doing here? Yeah. It's... It's to me like Toronto gets fucked with their matchup against Tampa Bay. Edmonton got the absolute best matchup. Like, because imagine if Vegas got in. Yeah. Totally different tune. Totally. I'd pick Vegas in that series. But Absolutely. you get to face the Kings who are battered and bruised. I just, I just, I think this is a sweep. I really do. I like the way Edmonton's playing. I really do. And I agree with you, but I'm going to give the, the hockey gods some room for chaos and say the Kings squeak out two games and take it to six. Yeah. I will laugh. I will old takes expose myself. If the Kings sweep the Oilers. And they're also going to be playing for Dustin Brown who announced he's going to be retiring after the playoffs. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be that emotional spark. I don't know if they'll allow themselves to get swept. Fair, fair, but yeah, that, that series is kind of a snooze fest, but it does set up the second round Edmonton Calgary, which will be a fan. That is a good, the second round could be outstanding. It really could. It really, really could be just across the board. Like the worst one could be like Carolina, New York. Yeah. And those teams are good. And so that's a I, very I, good series. Yeah. It's a very good series. So let's move on, move into the central, uh, a playoff series that has probably been locked in more than the East St. Louis, Minnesota, St. Louis sweeps the regular season series against Minnesota. Um, I have gone back and forth on this one. And this is going to have my bias show a little bit. I think St. Louis is a deeper team. I think they're a better team. I got St. Louis in seven. 
And I'll tell you why. Minnesota is going to start Cam Talbot. Okay. Um, they added Mark Andre Fleur. They have two technically number one goalies. But if you got two number one goalies, you don't have any because we've talked about it. Both those players are going to be sitting on eggshells. If they make one mistake, the other one's coming in. They will never be able to build a rhythm in a series. And it cost Vegas last year when they put Leonard and Fleury in against Montreal. And I think that's going to be Minnesota's undoing this year too. Um, Minnesota's still a good team, but you're telling me, I know we just said nice things about Tyson Jost earlier in the episode. If Tyson Jost is playing on your first line, that's not a good omen. Um, and Marcus Foligno getting hurt is huge for Minnesota. Huge. Because that line of him, Eric Sinek, and Greenway is a good defensive line. But I like St. Louis depth. I like Vili Huso. I think he's played tremendous all year. Um, I got St. Louis in seven. So this is where we're going to disagree for the first okay. time on a pick. Because I have Minnesota in seven. And I agree with everything you just said. The wild are luckier. The Fair. wild get everything their way. They're going to get every bounce. They're going to get every lucky save in this series. Minnesota or St. Louis is deeper. They have owned them recently. I mean, the, but they also, the thing is they didn't win at XL energy arena this season. They won in the winter classic, True. Outdoors, which is a very different scenario. And the two games in St. Louis did go to OT and Minnesota did mount some comebacks in both of those games. I think this is going to be a barn burner of a series. Oh, it's be a great series. This is going to be an outstanding series to watch, especially as an Avs fan to eat popcorn and watch them beat the absolute shit out of each other. I think Minnesota has the edge with home ice. I just think they're a luckier team. And But I do think that if they start the goaltending carousel, I agree with you, the edge goes to St. Louis. Because when have you seen a team pull that off successfully? Vegas has been able to do it. The Islanders did it. Back when after they beat Pittsburgh and played Carolina in yeah. round two, they pulled like Leonard immediately and put, put Grice in. and put Grice in and it backfired. They got swept. Yeah. You got to stick I, with one goalie the entire way. So you got to pick now. Is it Talbot or is it Flurry? And you got to be able to live with that decision. Would you argue that the last team to do it successfully was Pittsburgh with Matt Murray and Flurry? I maybe, but they they chose one guy until they put the other guy in because Murray was hurt in 2017. That's true. They started Flurry because Murray wasn't available. They kept Flurry in until he sucked, and then they stuck with Murray the rest of the way. And in 2016, they started with Jeff Zatkoff because both of them were hurt. Yep. And then they put Murray in, and well, Flurry never came in during that playoff run. So. Unless there are injuries, you got to pick one guy and stick with them. Actually, the last one you can think of is Washington, but it's the same situation. They started Grubauer. He sucked. They put Holtby in and rode him for the next 16 wins. You've got to pick one guy and stick to him. I agree. And I just – I think Dean Evanson is a good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah. don't I, – I don't trust him when it comes to this decision-making because he said nothing. And that's the smart tactical play for scouting and all that stuff. Don't know who you're facing. I don't really think he knows who he's going to play. I really don't. I think it's going to be Talbot, honestly. I agree. I think it's Talbot, but I, it could change. It really could change because Fleury is, has the pedigree. He has won one cup legitly. Um, but I just – I go back to Marc-Andre Fleury in the playoffs. He can maybe win you a round, but we've seen he can't win more than one. No, so he, he can't take you on a deep run. He cannot do it. He did it once with Vegas recently floundered in the final and hasn't been able to do it since. Yeah. So I, 
I just lean towards St. Louis. I, I think Billy Huso has been good. His lack of playoff experience is a little concerning to me. Um, sometimes that's better. Lives sometimes I'm better. He doesn't know. He doesn't know any better. So I lean towards St. Louis just for the fact that I think their depth is going to be such a huge role. I think their third and fourth lines can actually score big goals. Um, and if David Perron can miraculously stay healthy in this playoffs, I really do think they have a good chance. I mean, if Tarasenko keeps playing the way he did, you got Brandon Saad, who's a proven playoff performer. You got Colt Pareko. Um, I mean, their defense for St. Louis is where you could maybe argue it's not as good as Minnesota's. Yeah, I'd give Minnesota a slight edge there, but it's not yeah. that significant. Yeah, I mean, Pareko, I think, is just as good as Jared Spurgeon, who would I say is number one defenseman for Minnesota. Um I mean, St. Louis doesn't have bad defensemen. Justin Falk's no. good. I think the addition of Nick Letty's been helpful for them. It's a you good know, defensive group. You can definitely talk me into St. Louis win. Like, I have Minnesota in seven. Like, you can very yeah. easily sway me the other way. We're talking maybe a difference of one or two goals. St. Louis is very, very deep. But I also just think this stems from, from an avalanche perspective. I just don't see a second round where it's not Minnesota. I, it, just, it just feels like that's going to be the case. And I've been wrong most of the season on my feelings because I thought we were going to play Winnipeg back in January. And I said a month ago, it's got to be Dallas. It just feels right. That's going to be Dallas. I've been very wrong about my gut feelings. So maybe it is going to be St. Louis after all, but I, I don't know. I'm leaning Minnesota right now. I might be leaning St. Louis tomorrow. This is probably the closest series of the first round. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to see it. That's truly a coin flip series to me. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And that one's truly a coin flip series. All right, let's wrap it up. Central division, the matchup we all want to talk about. We're not going to go in depth in this one. Um, it's going to be a better series than people are giving it credit. Uh, Nashville's good. They're a lot better than Dallas. I think if we were playing Dallas, I would have said abs in five, maybe even sweep. Um, obviously, I'm going to go the hometown route. Colorado, the abs win in six. That's where I'm at with the series. I'm kind of on board with you with that. I'm going to say the Avalanche in five. If Dave Rich is a net, God bless him. This is a tall order for him. It, this series really does hinge on the health of UC Soros. If he can come back, that makes things a lot more interesting. But if you take goaltending out of the equation, Nashville is going to make this a tough series. And they're not just going to roll over and die for us. The Avalanche have the edge everywhere on the ice. We all know that. But Nashville's played us, played us tough this season. and But granted, a lot of our games this year have been very strange. Very fluky. Yeah, the, the only normal game we played against them was in November. We won 6-2. to two. Next With game, David Riddich in net. Yeah, with Riddich in net. The next game was the COVID game, and where we're all missing a ton of players. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. They Paul win that Francis's game. Francis's first yeah. game in two years. First game in two years. Nashville wins that 5-2. to two. The next game is the phantom too many men on the ice where they just made up a penalty and handed Nashville a win in a close fun game where I didn't think the abs played that great. And then the last one we saw a couple of days ago, the, like the abs have been coasting for two weeks. Like the results did not matter to them at that point. And the first period I thought they played well, but that's also the thing about Nashville is they, they, they're not just going to roll over and die. If we take a big lead on them, they're going to keep pushing. They're going to keep playing. Uh, if Darcy Kemper, plays like he did a couple weeks ago, this series won't be close, but Nashville is going to make us earn it. They're going to make us earn it. It's, it's going to be a good test. If they can get through it, which I have all faith that they do, I think this is going to be better for them. Nashville is the definition of a grinder out team. They're going to hit you a bunch. They're going to make you make the tough plays. You're going to have to sacrifice your body. 
But the Avs just, like you said, they have better forwards. They have better defensemen. They have, like, I guess goaltending you could say is equal. I don't think UC Soros has been as good as he was last year. UC Soros um, before his injury was really starting to fall off. So I'd still give the edge to Kemper in net, but Soros has that ability. If he comes back, which he very well might not at all. It might not even be a question if he comes back. If he does, honestly, it might not even be to like game four or five at that point. At the series, series could be over by then. Yeah, it could be very much over by that time. But Nashville has players that can score and make this interesting. There's a lot of storylines in this series. Makar versus Roman Yossi is going to be a lot of fun. Matt Duchesne returning to Denver is going to be a lot of fun. He's going to score some goals in this series. That is going to be very funny. And the Avalanche have no excuse to lose this series. I mean, you look at Don LeCision's model. I've never seen a more lopsided thing. 92% to eight that the Avalanche win this series. There's no excuse to lose this one at all. But also the thing is like, if it, if it does go like six games and you got to go into Nashville and win it, you can't get downtrodden. You can't, you can't let that carry over into round two and be like, Oh man, that, that went a lot longer than it should. It's the playoffs shit happens. And you got to ignore all these other people be like, Oh, the predators are taking them deep. These guys are frauds. You got to ignore all that. You got to just be able to roll with the punches. This is going to be a tough series. If it is over in four or five games, this is going to be tougher than St. Louis last year. Nashville 100%. is really going to have to make you earn every single game. There might be a couple OT games mixed in there. And I think that's going to be good for this team ultimately in a long run. If Dave, I don't even think Dave Rich is just automatically going to be terrible in this series. I don't think he's going to be amazing, but he'll make some saves. Sometimes people just rise to the occasion and you never know. He's, he's a former all-star goalie. Like people forget that he was an all-star goalie a couple of years ago. Um, I do think like we'll talk about more tomorrow, but I do think the Avs, it's going to be tough, like you said, but I think they're going to come out on the other end as a better team. And the biggest factor for me being is that the Avs are going to be healthy for the first time in what seems like forever. All season. They haven't been this healthy all season. We'll see how long that lasts, but Gabe Landis got going to be back. Ryan Murray is going to be back if he plays. Probably not, but this is the healthiest the Avalanche have been all season. And if they can't get past Nashville, then there's going to be some changes coming. We'll put it like that at very least. No excuse to lose this series. This is a damn good team. And I can't wait to get started. So we'll have more of, we'll have a much deeper in depth, like an hour long in depth conversation with Chad and Rich next episode and and get their perspective on what's going on with Nashville. So we'll leave it at that for now, but uh, Christian, we agreed on seven of eight picks. Yeah, that's not good. Do do you want, do you want to argue about something like, no, you put put pineapple on pizza? No. Ah, What do you do? Do we hate things? Like, I don't, I mean, I hate the Minnesota wild. Um, Ah, Like what? Like, I don't know. I hate, I hate the Pittsburgh penguins. Ah, man. Um, Say something I don't really controversial. Know, man. We agree too much. That's a problem. We're we're way too much on the same page. I know. It's kind of uh, it's kind of annoying. Can I say my craziness pick for this bracket since we agree on so much? I don't know if you'll agree with this. I have Edmonton beating Calgary. Dude, fuck round. off. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. That, Avalanche and the Oilers in the conference final. That's fair. Do you have uh do you have Tampa Bay beating Florida? Yeah. Okay, me too. Do you have Carolina beating New York? Yes. Okay. I have New York beating Carolina. 
Okay. I can be convinced. I can be convinced for New York to win that series, but the way Carolina played them in the final two games, I give the edge to the hurricanes, especially that's fair. That's fair. Um, And then I had Tampa Bay beating New York. And then I had Colorado beating Edmonton and then Colorado beating Tampa Bay in the finals. That is a very scarily similar bracket. Yeah. Nope. I don't like it. We may have to just change it now because we said it out loud, but uh, that's where I'm at. I'm extremely Homer. I'm riding with the Avs, but it's called the Tell It Avs It Is podcast. So yeah, it's an avalanche podcast. Yeah. Like, deal so don't be shocked. But I cannot wait for Monday, man. There's nothing like playoff hockey. Absolutely nothing like it. Um, it's going to be a hell of a ride, and I goddamn hope it's going to result in the Avs winning the cup. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Before we end that, I did want to read my coin flip bracket. All right, let's hear it. Find on my Twitter account. It's really good, and it's very scary that this might be me. <laughs> So Florida over Washington. So for the, for the games, I put a, a random number generator in between four and seven, and that's what okay. it's spit out as. So it has Florida over Washington in six, Tampa over Toronto in four, Boston over Carolina in four, Pittsburgh over New York in seven, Colorado over Nashville in four, St. Louis over Minnesota in six, Dallas over Calgary in six, Edmonton over LA in seven, and then I didn't do the games for from here on out, but uh, oh wait, this is this is wrong. St. Louis over Colorado, and Edmonton over Dallas, Tampa over Florida, Boston over Pittsburgh, and then conference final it has Tampa over Boston, Edmonton over St. Louis, and Tampa going three peat. I don't hate it, man. Like that, that you could talk me into that. You could, you really could. I could legitimately see this happening. Yeah, I agree. I hope it doesn't because that's the abs losing in the second round again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty brutal. At least it wouldn't be to Minnesota. But. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a ride. I hope that bracket that you just read off is wrong, um, and I hope we're as right as possible because we'll look like fucking geniuses if we call this the right way. Um, but it's gonna be a hell of a ride. I am. I wish they started tomorrow. I really do. I do, but feels like Christmas. okay. We'll wait till Tuesday. It gives us even more time to get rest up and prepared. And God damn it. This is the best time of year. Yeah. Like it, it really doesn't even feel real at a certain point. We've talked about it for so long. We're finally going to get there and finally watch some goddamn playoff games. So my advice Normal to all of you. Too. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. Like we're actually going to have. Full, oh yeah. For the first uh, time since 2019. Arena. Normal ass playoff games. So my advice to all of you. Just enjoy it. Sports are supposed to be fun. And if the Avalanche fall behind in a series or play a bad game, it's okay to be upset and mad at them, but the world isn't going to end. I know there's just always seems to be a lot of negativity swimming around in the fan base sometimes. Oh, yeah. A lot of, lot of anxiety. So everything's going to be okay. The Avalanche are a great team. It's been a hell of a ride in the regular season. Let's just have some fucking fun. Right. Agreed. Let's enjoy this. No, not everything ends in a championship, but it'd be damn sweet if it did. I would rather have this situation where I have an, a fighting chance to win a cup than be a team where like Washington, where it's like not not to not shoot you, but like this oh, is going to be miserable. Oh, great comparison. Like it's. You know, it, it's house money. What do you have to lose? But, you know, it's not really gratifying. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's going to be it's almost like I'd rather have them not be in the playoffs than get embarrassed. Right. Like. Track. It's a great comparison because I directly compare how excited I am for the playoffs for the abs versus the caps. Like I love these teams equally. So why am I so much more excited for the avalanche to play? 
because they have a legitimate shot to win this year and the caps, maybe they can make a series competitive. Yeah. Like those are my expectations for both teams. This is where we're at. And abs fans can't squander this. Like this is a great spot to be in. And there's been so many teams they've gone through their fucking growing pains as brutal as they've been. I, this is the best I've felt going into a playoffs in a long fucking time. Yeah, me too. This is one of the best teams I have ever seen in my life. And I believe they're going to do it. So if they don't win, I believe it will be their fault, but we're not, we're not there yet. So we'll see what happens along the way. I'm excited for this. We've got more content coming tomorrow when we talk with the Catfish on Ice podcast to preview our series with the Nashville Predators in much more detail. And once the playoffs start, we will have episodes after every single game, hopefully all the way through to July and ending with a, I guess, recording on our phones of the parade through Colorado after they win the cup. That's, that's the ultimate goal. That'd be a lot of fun, but there's a, there's a big mountain to climb to get there first. So we've got one more episode before the playoffs begin and 24 hours, man, every single game will have started or in 48 hours, every single game will have started for Monday. So we made it. We We made made it in the full 82 game season. And now the real fun begins. So Christian, unless you've got any uh, last second wisdom to drop on us, I think we're good. I got nothing, man. I am so fucking excited for fucking playoff hockey. This is going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to wrap there. We'll be back tomorrow with our series preview, much more in-depth series preview, but that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is, where we're going to have more fun stuff coming here just about any right about when the playoffs begin giveaways and fun stuff like that so be sure to keep an eye out for that but that's it for us today thank you so much for tuning in and for tuning in throughout the regular season we'll catch you all next time and we will be another day closer to the beginning of the playoffs see you guys and enjoy your weekend